welcome to New England Beer Reviews, episode 23, Teddy Hopper. My name's TJ Davis, alongside Emily Schick. How are you today, ass money hoes? Nice. I Solid effort today. Uh, at least an A-. minus. I mean, sometimes I try. <laughs> and, uh, eh, surviving? <laughs> it's the best that we can hope for, right? Basically. All right. Fuck it. Let's get right into it. Um, beer number one today is part of a double feature from the damn brew house called Teddy Hopper. Three, two, one, crack. I didn't spray myself at all today. Nice. All right. Already immediately, it's not what I would expect a New England IPA to look like. I concur. It's very, it's much darker than I usually see. Yeah. It's not particularly cloudy. Like, I know that it's supposed to be a kind of a heady topper analog, so maybe that's why it doesn't look like modern examples of the style. I I, I don't know for sure that it is, but come on, based on the name. Yeah, based on the name, I'm definitely also guessing that they're going heady topper vibes. But I, of course, didn't realize that until you pointed it out. I thought that they were going for Teddy Kennedy or Dennis Hopper, not even making the, you know, connection. It tastes a little oxidized to me for is the first thing I will say. Like, I think that we, I mean. Yeah, we might have waited too long on this. But I think it's also like I'm having a hard time. I do think that there's a little bit of oxidation, but I'm also having a hard time separating that from the fact that like there's a fair bit more bitterness than I would expect. Although like it's not super mouth or throat punchy, like uh you know hardcore West Coast style. Yeah. But like it's also very malty. I was thinking that as well. I mean, even just looking at it while it was poured out, like. It's very malty. It has a very malty smell. It has a very malty look. And it has a fairly noticeable malty taste, too. Which, I mean, in the sense that it's balancing out some of the bitterness that is present, like, I don't hate it, but, like, this is not what I would think of when I think of a New England style. No, uh, n- not neither would I. Um, I mean, man, I kind of feel bad because this is a Bruce recommendation. Um, but yeah, we're we're going to talk about more of their beers later on in the episode, so I guess we'll hold off until then for now. But my immediate response to the damn brew house in what, like Charlton, New Hampshire. Uh, Campton, I think. Campton. Some fucking C name. Campton. Campton. Uh, step your game up, guys. I like, mean... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the other ones when we get to it. I'm very but... curious to see what happens, because you have to remember that, like, as a, you know, if this is a Hetty Topper analog, Hetty Topper... While from is, New like, England I... wasn't really a New England style... In what well, New it was the origination became. of the New England. Yes, it's it was the origination of the New England style. So, like, I don't. It definitely does not reflect what I, you know, modern New England styles are like. But you know, it is the still the originator of the style. So, <coughs> it's been far too long since I've had Hetty Topper, and I'm not entirely sure that I ever had it when I poured it out. So I couldn't tell you what it actually looked like either. Maybe it looked just like this. I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Nope. I'm on the same boat as you. But yeah, it's a. It's a beer. <laughs> yeah, it's a beer. It's not a terrible beer. Nah, it's, it's just not a... a terrible beer. I mean, I'm just, I don't know. Even if you're going for like heady topper, like. 
it's been years since I've had one, but I feel like if I had one now, I would just be unimpressed with it. Oh, totally. Doesn't the Alchemist have another beer? Focal Banger is the other That's one that it. you're thinking of. Focal, and I've always like I've had both that and Hetty Topper, and I think I've said here at least once before that I like Focal Banger better. Yeah, and I, most people that I talk to do. I'm same page as you. Yeah, that that seems to be a pretty common consensus, and yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's because by the time I had Hetty Topper, I'd already had like a bunch of more modern New England style IPAs. Because I mean, Hetty Topper had been around for years and years at that point. But I don't know. Not not my thing so much. Yeah. All right, so um, Emily, I understand that during our hiatus, you you had some beers. Why, yes, TJ, yes, I did. In fact, I had several, Ooh, several beers, several beers, multiple several beers. So is that like sets of seven? <laughs> no, that's Sivenibral. not what several is. Sivenibral. <laughs> I have no idea how many actual beers it is, but several times I had several beers. Yes. Several, several times. Whatever. Anyway. So. I ended up taking a little trip to Definitive a few weeks ago. Um, Now, the I had two things on tap while I was there. So, the first was a was Twilight Shmooji. So, uh, we had Shmooji Miracle Dance at some point. So that was I think that was a collaboration between the same two breweries. So it's definitive and imprint. Okay. Um, and this one though is a Twilight. So Twilight's one of their double fruited series. Uh, this Twilight was a double-fruited cherry cheesecake sour. Ooh. So maraschino cherry vanilla pastry and cheesecake is the flavor profile, and that's fairly accurate, actually. Um, I liked it a lot, like a hell of a lot. Um, and my mother was less impressed, but my mother's usually not that big of a fan of beer in general but you know definitely sours are very hit or miss for her mm-hmm. so i'm like well this is gonna just be kind of a miss of a day now isn't it oh jesus just looking at like the picture of this shit poured out that is amazing looking yes yes it is i mean the fact that you managed to capture like the cheesecake in there mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty fucking impressive but what was more impressive was so let me start by saying that definitive has a series, a sour series that they do release in cans called Late Night. And it's usually based on different kinds of pastry or desserts. Um, we, I have had triple Late Night Triple Berry Five before. We do have cans of it, so we're probably going to talk about it a bit more in depth, maybe in another episode, maybe not. We'll see what happens. Yeah, probably in another but, episode. But I had the Euphoric Nights version. So the Euphoric Nights is another one of those double-fruited series that they do that like they generally only release either on tap or in crawlers. So the other beer I had while I was there was Euphoric Nights Double Triple Perry Pie. I gave that a five. It fucking deserved it. It was basically like an alcoholic berry smoothie in like the best possible way. Um that one, my mother loved like loved loved nice. loved 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 and we were going to a family event uh i think the next day and i said well they have crowlers of it if you want me to get some she was like yes and i'm like okay let me get one you know 750 milliliters is that going to be enough yeah yeah that'll be fine so the woman you know goes and gets me a crowler comes back my mom looks at it and goes no no get another one <laughs> That's not enough. Get another one. Okay. 
Um, and just so you know what the actual beer profile is, it's blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, carinche, carinche, cinnamon, and Mexican vanilla. Yes. Yes. It, it real fucking good. Like it, it real good, real real good. Much good. Yeah. Again, that's another one that it's like. Just looking at the pictures of it, I'm fucking jealous because it looked awesome. Oh, oh, it was. It definitely, definitely was. And before we move on, well. I mean, I could talk, I, I have another, I've had, like, basically all the definitive that we have in cans right now. Yeah, I was just looking at your next one. It's probably, we should probably hold off on that until, like, yeah. the canned stuff we should hold off on until, uh... We, we make decisions about it, yes. Yeah. I believe, I, I agree with you. And we should probably just, you know, just say fuck it and do them all in, like, one episode at some point. Like, you know, maybe pur- purposely have one beforehand or something yeah anyway. that sounds like a good idea um but before we move on from definitive stuff i i assume that you heard the uh awful news um y- you're gonna have to specify to you it was the worst day of your life to me it was a tuesday <laughs> that one of the founders and i believe head brewer passed away suddenly um herman kane award or i i don't know there's actually no detail about it Mm. well that's disappointing yeah i mean the community has been uh hit hit hard emotionally i mean there there have been there's still i mean this was like a month ago i think and there's still posts about it like i think the dude was younger than we are damn yeah I feel like I met him before, and he was a really nice guy, too, so. Like, it's just a, it's a huge bummer. Like, and, you know, clearly he was very talented, and I really hope that, you know, whoever they get to even try to attempt to fill his shoes, you know, can hold a candle to his skill. Yeah. But, you know, he made a significant contribution to, you know, not only the beer scene in Portland, I think, but also, you know, New England and the country as a whole. So, you know, that's a that's a great loss and uh definitely definitely feel terrible for his family and coworkers especially. So just wanted to throw that out there. If it wouldn't be alcohol abuse, I'd pour one out for him. Hmm. <laughs> But it also makes me feel guilty that I never had Conti because I think that's his, that was, that Kolsch was his baby. Mm. So. But yeah, that's disappointing. Um, I don't know. Thoughts and prayers. I, I fucking hate when people say that. But uh Yeah. I... That's why I tried to say a thing that didn't sound so, uh, you know, empty. <laughs> so, good job, Stoneheart. I mean, I don't have any personal connection to him, so why do I have to care about him? It doesn't affect me directly. Wait a second, what do you mean the beer's not going to be as good anymore? Damn, I really miss that guy. <laughs> You're terrible, and you should feel bad. Um, hi, my name's TJ. That's what I do, is feel bad. Me too, man, but I don't try to drag everyone else down with me. Wait a second, I've known you for years and I never knew your name was TJ. Yeah, but it's a dumb name, so I call myself Emily. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Stupid TJs. Right? Come on. It's like, you know, there's you, there's like TJ Miller, and it's like, you know, we're not looking at some, you know, there's not some uh, shining examples of manhood there, I guess. 
Um, there was also the kid from Recess who his name was TJ. They're like leader kid. Oh, also the idiot guy in those Sonic commercials. Yeah, his oh, character yeah. name is TJ. Yeah, you're in good company. Yeah, good company. <laughs> <laughs> also, TJ Miller, I don't know if you're one of the 13 people that listen to our show. If you are, fuck you. Come on our show still, though. But Yeah, no, we'll, we'll have you on our show, but we'll just be like quietly saying fuck you the entire time. <laughs> no, we wouldn't do that. But, you know, we, we would definitely say fuck you before and after. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, come I mean, on our show. <laughs> it's like, come on, man, you were funny as shit. And you were like, like you, you did you really have to, you know, be a gross creep? Like, I know that, you know, society encourages that. But like, you can make your own choices, bro. And you made some bad ones. Yep. And it's not even like that creepiness was like years prior. It was like, oh, yeah, no, fucking two weeks ago, TJ Miller was a creep to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a, oh, you know, he's had time to learn and grow. Because, like, again, I definitely believe in redemption. I believe that people can, you know, like work on themselves and be rehabilitated. But they have to put the work in and they have to want it. And, you know... Like, it's better to not do these things at all, but, like, if you are going to have, a, you know, some sort of genuine redemption arc, it takes fucking time. So And effort. Yeah. Like yes, definitely. I, I don't know if I've said it on this show before or if it's just, like, general conversation, but, like, I look at back at the person that I was 20 years ago, and I'm very happy that I have grown and changed from the shitbag I was at 17. Ditto. I mean, I I think that I'm a. I honestly, I think I'm a much better person, and I don't think I was ever a terrible person, but I'm a. I still think I'm a much better person. Um, you know, much more pleasant to be around, a lot healthier mentally, especially. But like, yeah, all of that took you know, fucking work and dedication, and it continues to do so it's not like you get to you get to a point and you know you're like oh i'm done it's like i'm done <laughs> self-work is a lifelong process folks i i mean it's i feel like i have said this on the show before but like uh i really hate that i'm like proto neckbeard and like there are so many things that i think are cool that have like toxic fandoms behind them but like the Pickle Rick episode with the, the psychiatrist being like, look, I don't like having to like brush my teeth and take a shit. But much like mental health work, it's, you know, like maintenance for your car. It's like getting an oil change. You never not have to, you never reach a point where you don't have to do it or you yeah. shouldn't do it, you know? Right. It's like, nope, I've got this car for the last 20 years and I've gotten oil changes for it every single time that it says i'm supposed to i think i'm fine to just never do it again now it's like no that that's how you seize the engine i mean what's funny is so on a on a distinctly less serious and poignant uh tangent i follow subreddit just rolled into the shop and like <laughs> uh, like a week or two ago there were like a like a handful of posts where you know they like people had been taking videos of like people who were coming in for their first oil change at like 22,000 miles Jeez. and stuff like that first oil change i mean you know the first one's the most important one because that's how you get all the fucking metal shavings and shit out of your goddamn engine yeah yeah your first fucking oil change at like 22,000 miles and it's like hey, well hey, hey, m m back off the mic just a little bit it's like this oil lasted the life of the car, 22,000 miles. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, what the fuck? Like, that's the, it's like, oh, my car won't, you know, stop running. Yeah. Um, you need a new one. <laughs> I mean, probably not a whole new car, but at least a new engine. 
at that point you might as well buy a whole new car. Yeah. Engines are expensive as fuck. Yeah. Like I mean, unless you have, you know, the funds to do it. But the problem is, is like when you seize the engine like that, you're replacing more than just the engine. Yeah. Man, I don't even know how you do that. Don't change your oil ever. I just mean, like, how do you not realize that that is like the most basic thing that you need to do for your car? Are you really surprised that like no, there are people no, that I'm stupid? Not. No, you're not. Come on. And the the sad part is is you know it's like oh my god are people getting dumber? No, the difference is that people have always been this dumb. In fact, we're probably smarter on the whole than we were than we have been for most of humanity. I don't know, man. <laughs> like the willful ignorance that's out there right now. I will give you the wealth of knowledge available is greater than it ever has been in the history of humanity. But and I the think that willful ignorance is also greater. I don't know about that. People have been willfully ignorant since people were people. Yeah. For real. Witch like, trials. Yep. I mean. Inquisition. Kind of yep. Uh, just I mean, the Catholic Church in general. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Like willful ignorance is not you know willful ignorance i mean for fuck's sake being anti-vax isn't anything new ever since there have been anti-vaxxers since vaccines have been a thing like you know there were people who like when they first figured out that you could like take you know cowpox and inoculate somebody with that like as the first smallpox vaccination it's like uh yeah, there were people who were like, this is witchcraft or whatever. And it's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm not going to eat any moldy bread. It's going to help to break your fever. And if you don't, you're going to die. But why am I going to eat moldy bread? That can't be good for me. We also had anti-masker, anti-maskers in, uh, you know, 1920s. Yeah, 1918. 1918 pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Nope, trust me. Th like, that's the thing is, we like to think of all of this as, like, new problems. It's just that But my real not. question is, my real question is, because these people must be getting this information from somewhere. Is it because of, like, essentially the snake oil salesmen preaching from their bully pulpit? Yeah. And, and I mean, like, that that's, snake that's oil salesman these days is named... Um, you know, the, the fuck face, fucker Carlson, uh, Swanson oh. TV dinner fortune. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's not just Tarko. Tarko I, I know it's like, not just him. He's just Joe Rogan. I mean, you can uh, yeah. put so many people into that category. Oh, is like, he honestly, fucking died yet? Cause I know that he got COVID recently. I don't think he, I, or, or did yeah. he like say he got COVID as like a stunt, as like a stunt to be like, no, and a bag, he got you know? I, I would be I would bet you any amount of money that yes, he did have COVID. Uh he may have actually tried all of the crazy treatments he was talking about. He may not have. I mean, you have to remember that these people are they they don't say the stuff that they say even because they, you know, are like really truly believe all of it. I'm sure they believe some of it, but like, you know, they 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 stand to make an awful lot of money off of folks yeah. who listen to them, and be it's it like it if they if they you know started saying, hey, I got my vaccine, yes, I have COVID, but like you know I'm not too worried, I'm doing okay because you know I I'm not I don't have a severe case because I'm fucking vaccinated. Like I guarantee, like for fuck's sake, Fox, you know all those people on Fox News, you know oh everyone that you see on Fox tv is vaccinated is vaccinated yeah because it's a it, it was a workplace requirement for them like they can spout about how you know it's bad for you and whatever but like dude i guarantee you joe rogan's fucking vaccinated i guarantee you that basically every one of these well i mean except for a, a handful that are like that really really believe what they're saying are probably vaccinated and keep like, in mind our dear 13 listeners that any you know public figurehead that says i don't have to answer that that means yes they are vaccinated but they stand to ostracize those that follow them blindly if they were to say yes i'm vaccinated 
man yeah. like even fucking entitled parents i keep on seeing all these different stories of like not a fuck ton thankfully but like they're, they're the stories here and there of like essentially my shitbag parents disowned me because i decided to take care of my health and get a fucking vaccine yeah i mean but that that's been happening for a while because like that's the thing is i feel like the first generation to have kids in this big big resurgence like that you know because it happened sometime in the last you know 20 years that we've had a really big resurgence in anti-vaxxers um and again it's because of like all of this stuff just gets um propagated much more widely which is why it's become more of a problem because you know the internet's a thing but anyway um you're starting to see you know like what the hell are they called zennials gen z whatever the fucking people below us um they're starting to go to the doctor once they turn 18 and be like my dumbass parents wouldn't let me get vaccinated as a kid catch me up yeah a lot of them are doing that and it's like you know what <clears throat> good for you kids like, and like i just don't get it i mean maybe it was just because it was what the fucking silent generation that the polio vaccine was developed during but it's like there's a reason why you don't see like what when you like walk through an old graveyard and you see like a bunch of kid tombstones from like yeah. you know the late 1800s to the well depending on where in the country you are but around here yeah you can usually find like 1800s until like the 1940s and it's because there was a polio vaccine that was made that stopped kids from dying. <laughs> well, I mean, I, if I recall correctly, I don't believe polio is actually super deadly so much as it's generally like, uh, it, like the it's it's usually a mild illness, but when it's not, it fucks your shit up, and it may not kill you, but it will probably cripple you for life. Yeah, I thought it was. Um something that essentially had similar similarities to like ms but or no more muscular dystrophy because yes. it focused it's a, muscle it's, a areas. it's a nervous system virus yeah, yeah. It, but it's depending on like, like area affected because it didn't always just affect like you know arms and legs if it focused in the chest it, it's like well you stop breathing or your heart stops beating cool. yes but that's Le that's less common than it being in your more peripheral nervous system but but yeah folks you know. we are pro-vax on this show if you are anti-vax go fuck yourself i mean again it's like <laughs> i love that i'm I, I love that i'm like actively trying to ostracize our 13 listeners <laughs> For a slightly more nuanced take, I definitely, I understand wanting to retain control over your body as a woman. I absolutely get that. And cough, cough, Texas, go fuck yourself. Cough, cough. Cough, cough, but, Texas, go fuck yourself. Not the people in Texas. I don't hate all the people in Texas. Fuck your government. Mm -hmm. But getting vaccinated is not just about you and your body you're making choices for the people around you too mm -hmm. and you know that's just that's not fair and i mean it's tough to like to really grasp you know the 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 scale of the devastation especially if you haven't been personally impacted by it but you know like it's it's one of those things where it's like you know even if you don't want to do something for yourself like you you do it because you love your your family or your friends or whatever like you know it's like you're you know it just eh. although the country did go through similar issues in what was it like 86 that seatbelts became mandated yeah i mean although statistically speaking you're less likely i think that i think that you're more likely to fuck yourself up by by uh skipping seatbelts than you are to fuck up other people like it's because it's you can't i mean 
you can, you know, become a projectile and crash and stuff. <laughs> I, I was just but... thinking, like, you collide head-on while not wearing your seatbelt with another car. You become a projectile that flings out of the windshield, and your bloodied corpse it just impales into an 11-year-old child sitting in the front passenger seat of the car that you flew out of. <laughs> yeah but That's i guess my point awesomely is awesomely awful <laughs> i would love to see data on what if the r not value of uh delta has changed significantly i would suspect that the r not is considerably higher like i the r not is the number of people that are on average that are infected by each infected person yes and i would I guess mean, that the r not is considerably higher I, I, like, I don't know what the numbers are but it is considerably higher this the, it's not like Delta, measles high. No, the but... Delta variant is not measles high, but it is more transmissible than the other strains of COVID-19 that have been going through. Like, yeah. it is a very aggressive mutation. Yes. And, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know. It's a... Uh... It's just the thing, you know, and I've seen people try to make the argument of, you know, what happened to my body, my choice. And it's like, well, the, the thing is, is that abortions aren't contagious. Yeah. Like, you know. And, and like, that... if you're going to advocate for my body, my choice, then abortions should be legal. Yes. But hey, Texas is going to just like stop all the rapists and that's going to fix the need for not needing abortions because that system's not totally broken and i have ev ever you know it, not only gone to the cops but actually had something successful happen with any of the sexual assaults that i've experienced I, like hint hint i have not gone to the cops once because i know that there's no point yeah. also um they're sitting on like five thousand untested rape kits from the last like five or ten years that are just and those are the people who did actually bother going yeah. in. Let me tell you that there are a lot more women who don't. Oh, yeah. Like myself. Because I can't, it's like, I don't want to put myself through the trauma of that because I know nothing's going to come of it. I am curious what that metric would be because I would guess, just because it's hard to quantify, that for every woman that comes forward, there's at least three that don't. At yeah. least. Probably. I mean, like they say, you know, they used to say like one out of every four or five women has been assaulted. And it's like, dude, based on like women that I know and I've talked to, I would say that it's more like three out of four, or four out of five. I'm not joking. I really yeah. wish I fucking were. But if you cover like all of the kinds of assault and not just specifically rape, especially. Yeah, not. I not would guarantee like, you, almost just, every woman that you know has had something happen. Not just penis and vagina, but I'm yes. sure that. Gross. I'm sure that probably every woman I know has been assaulted in some way. I mean, probably most of them multiple times. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yep. Shit's depressing. Let's just nuke the planet. Well, this has I been don't... the last episode of New England Beer Reviews. We're going to go crack into the FBI servers. Uh, FBI. Fucking army servers. I don't know. And make clone keys. We'll, we'll, we'll prank call a sub. Get him to set off his nukes. Oh, <laughs> uh... uh, I think I need to go. It sounds like the FBI is knocking at my door. <laughs> lol hey siri did you narc on me <laughs> even siri knows snitches get stitches it was tim cook <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy would you like me to send the first nukes to tim cook's house great i don't know if i was gonna cause the end of the world who is the one person I would kill? I mean, for the sake of the world, and hopefully it wouldn't like spread out, and they just realize, oh no, it was the right thing to do. I'd fucking nuke Putin. Putin's but then not a bad there's choice. There's like a fuck ton of innocent people that oh die. Oh my god. <laughs> there's. I was gonna say that's the problem. There's like none of these, none of the people that you would want to target are going to be in low population areas that's yeah. the problem um 
like, you know, name a fucking dictator, okay? Name a person or any person who fucking calls themselves a president and is basically like some fucking hyper conservative sort of dictatorial kind of figure, like I Duterte still haven't, or I, I fucking still Bolsonaro. I, I still haven't gotten my goddamn um, teddy bear. Oh, I mean, it's the literally the episode ended, stopped, finished airing. I got on the website and ordered mine. That's why. Okay. You had a delay. My mother had a delay because you both watched the episode even slightly later than I did. Yeah. Womp. I literally watched it as it was airing on HBO. So. And it's probably. Folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, John, uh, last week tonight with John Oliver did an episode on uh, Lukashenko, the dictator of Belarus, who's a particularly nasty dictator. Um, and you know really little penis so i'm trying to remember what organization dropped a bunch of teddy bears with uh parachutes uh i forget the name of it but but with with, you know with like messages or something like that and bait so you know that totally pissed off lukashenko so uh last week tonight decided to buy a bunch of teddy bears they put you know a super awesome you know fuck you t-shirt on it it's not even like a fuck you t-shirt it's just a funny i mean i don't know what you see when you look at it but it's got you know two potatoes and a carrot on it (laughs) yeah like i said it's it's i i'm do you know i by do by buying this rad bear which a hundred percent of the proceeds went to uh you know well yeah a hundred percent of the profits but it's a humanitarian group for belarus that's operating outside of belarus because you can't operate a humanitarian group inside of belarus i mean for fuck's sake lukashenko ordered a commercial passenger jet to land when it was flying through belarusian airspace Uh, with a don't don't forget that the reason that they forced it to land even though by the time they had gotten to the plane it was outside of belarusian airspace but then 23 minutes later there was a bomb threat called in on that plane so there was no funny business there (laughs) yes um because there was a uh a journalist on board who was critical of the government and lukashenko so yep that's the kind of dictator like honestly he's a lot more brazen than fucking Putin. I would argue that Lukashenko is fucking worse, honestly. Um, I would I, argue that Lukashenko is more visibly worse because he's definitely the I give zero fucks ultimate power kind of yeah, dictator. But ha- whereas but like, Putin is the... Yeah. Um, see that guy? He's not alive anymore, right? Right, but the thing is, is that Putin is calculating. Yes. Lukashenko, if you're grounding a fucking commercial flight in full view of the world, you are got you're fucking unhinged. Like you're not calculating anymore. You aren't thinking logically. And people who aren't thinking logically are a lot more terrifying to me most of the time because they're unpredictable. Like at least you you can probably guess it most of the stuff that Putin does. It doesn't mean it's right or it's good. It just means that like at least he probably won't give you any huge surprises. Like, Lukashenko, on the other hand, it's like, who knows if next time he's just going to fucking aim a, an anti-aircraft missile at a fucking passenger jet. So what you're trying to tell me is that um, Putin is the Dennis Reynolds of world dictators, whereas Lukashenko is the Charlie Day of world dictators. So would that make Gigi Ping the Frank or the Mac? Now, he's the poo. <laughs> uh Kim Jong Un would be our Frank. Except he doesn't have like the age. Yeah, uh, he's like D. Yeah, he's probably more our D. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But, like, I, st- sticking with your original comparison, that's not a bad way to put it. Like, that's kind of how I think about it. Like, but then again, Charlie's the least 
bad and most benevolent on that show. Yeah. So, like, I don't think so. I think that you're. Well, I'm just more thinking that Charlie's also the wild card. True, but Charlie, I, it's a, you're you're losing me as far as yeah. like, the character part of it goes. Because Charlie definitely has. God, I can't. He's the I, least shitty person on that, on, like of the main cast. I was gonna say Generally. Charlie has the greatest emotional intelligence of any of them. Yes, which feels really fucking weird to say because he doesn't seem to have much emotional intelligence. So Lukashenko, I would, if you're gonna stick with, you know, it's always sunny. Lukashenko's maybe like Frank. Like yeah. Frank is distinctly a wild card, and like is a hunt like charlie's the only one who's not a sociopath well mac is like not as bad as some, you know but like the whole reynolds clan they're all fucking sociopaths <laughs> yeah like a hundred percent there is no empathy none none whatsoever all right well like, we have detoured for a while here uh thank you for joining us for world politics talk uh ben tj davis um but yeah my beer's empty and emily's finishing up hers so i getting harder because it got warmer i don't like it so i'm gonna start talking about the other two beers that we had from the dam so emily doesn't have to chug this mediocre beer uh the first of the two is crispy golden it's an esb or extra special bitter from the dam as well um i don't know man i thought it was fine like it's definitely nothing to write home about but i don't usually care for esbs i I, like they're kind of like pilsners for me i just get really bored with them that's the thing like it seemed like a fine esb but it was and like okay so two things don't forget you drink too yeah i know so, as far as ESBs go, I mean, as far as, you know, quote-unquote, like, basic or boring styles go, um, ESBs are one that I do tend to gravitate towards mostly because, you know, I I, asso- I have a positive association with them because for a long fucking time, it's like that or an English pale is basically all that's your entire choice in most places in england like you go to the pub and they have like three things for dinner as long as they last if you come in late they have one thing and you have no choices other than that or you don't eat that night um but same thing with beer pack the crisp and some hog lumps you have like nah it's less shitty than that come on man don't don't shit all over england you haven't even been there yet well i was just Um, saying like if they have nothing left then it's a packet of crisps and some hog lumps what exactly are you crisps you got right what the fuck are hog lumps supposed to be oh they're pork rinds they're they're british pork rinds they're referenced in Shaun of the dead i've never jesus christ Remind me to look for them next time I'm in a British supermarket because, like, I gotta fucking see if that's like on packets or anything, or if you know. All right, I'm curious. Well, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, ESBs. You, you know, a bitter of some kind is usually one of the ever-present things in on tap in like every fucking pub in England, all of them. And yeah, so. It's got some nostalgia value for me. Um, a lot Mer- Americans don't generally do super well with that style. They try to sp- like spruce it up a little bit too much, and like that's one that I kind of want to be a purist about. And this was, you know, flavorfully done. I thought that the malts were chosen well. It tasted, you know, very fresh. Uh, I mean, and yeah, I, like I, but- as an ESB, it was a good ESB. Yes. As a beer compared to every other beer I've ever had, it was a 3.75. And like I said, you know, I the the craft brewing channel on YouTube had recently done a video about their, you know, their issues with untapped. And I think that's really the big one that they hit on is the fact that like, you know, rate beer and other platforms have sometimes had, you know, 
compared to everything else that you've had in the style and then compared to everything else you've ever had. So like, you know, I gave this ESB a 3.75, where if I were really comparing it to other beers and not trying to like kind of compensate for the fact that it's an ESB and it's not going to compare to some crazy fucking sour or like stout or whatever, I probably would have given it something lower compared to like all other beers I've had, probably like a 3.5. It's still it's still that good, but I probably bumped it up a little bit. Yeah, but, but doing like is, style specific, I'd probably do put that style, like, you know, 4.25. Easy 4- 4.5 something like that yeah like it would really be helpful if untapped gave us a style specific option all right um moving on I did the it. other one we did we had was the electric pale ale again from damn brew house campton new hampshire man i really didn't like this like uh, I, I, I'm I was, probably like overly harsh because I don't personally care for pale ales to begin with, but like looking at the fact that it had Centennial Amarillo and was dry hop with Citra, like where was all of that? Yeah, where was all of that? Like I ended up giving this thing a three point two five, and I honestly feel like it probably should have been lower. I just felt I gave bad. it a three point five. Um, I again. I didn't dislike it because the other thing is your brain has now gotten used to being surrounded by New England style pails. New England style anything is going to have more amped up hop flavor than like the traditional versions of the style. Like, ex- you know, West Coast, maybe not. I mean, West Coast is going to be more bitter, versus, but it's not necessarily going to have less hop character overall. But like if you're basing it on like an English style pale or an English style IPA, like those are entirely different animals. So see, and I don't think it was even an English style pale. It, it, it had was. like more in common with that. But yes. again, like if I'm going to have an English style pale ale, I would rather have like the fucking pumpy, like yes. kind of cask for that instead yes. of having that canned. Because I think that helps the flavor a lot. But the thing is, is I think what this was trying to do was straddle. Uh, I mean, they something can reach between out and like us British and, and New England. Yes. And hey, and the I, damn! If you listen to this and you guys want to reach out to us and like correct us on whatever we got wrong, like we're not yeah. trying to be overly critical of you. We're just doing what we do. Pathologically honest. Yeah. Um. Again, I don't dislike it. I actually thought your the ESB was solid. It's just, you know, like it's not. <sighs> Again, once you've had like 5,000 beers or whatever I've fucking had at this point, like you just get, I don't know, man, you get bored by stuff that's like just even like good examples of styles. Like you can appreciate, it's like I do appreciate it for what it is. I will remember the dam as a place. Like I haven't had a solid ESB in this country in a long fucking time. So that I will remember. I mean, it also makes me curious if their brew house ends up having um, like the style pour. I forget what the fuck it's called, but like, you know what I'm talking about. Cast. Yeah. Yeah, cask. Um, Where it's less carbonated and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fucking British Beer Company used to have. All right. We're moving on to beer number two, which for us is also beer number four from the dam. Gross. Nice. Hey, it was pretty good for me. Three, two, one, crack. Oh, I feel like I should have been rinsing, rinsing this glass, but all right. Yeah, colors are already better likely. to me. Not fucking cloudy enough. Yeah. Like immediately not cloudy at all. Colors definitely better. I mean, it has, it's, it, it has do, a it, better it, scent than the other one did. It's, it's very not carbonated, very carbonated. It's not a hundred percent transparent, but it is distinctly translucent. Whereas I expect like complete opacity. Yeah, if if you're calling yourself New England style IPA, I expect the same. Mm-hmm. I usually expect a lighter color as well. But like this is lighter than the other one, but this one is freestyle. A 
New England style IPA that comes in at 6.2%. Again, Char Campton. I don't know why I keep on saying Charlton. Isn't that where fucking um treehouse is? Treehouse. Yeah. Man, the new treehouse is nice. I, I'm going to talk a little bit about it again because that will be my next segue into actual beer talk. Well, your next segue into actual beer talk. All right. I, so, like, this isn't bad. Honestly, I would say that... I find this more drinkable. Of the four actually. that we've had, I think that this is the most drinkable. I would put this behind the ESB for me, but yeah. Um, But it's fairly smooth, doesn't have a great bitterness, has a bit of a fruity note. Um, it's still not a particularly good example of the style, though, no. which is why I would put the ESB ahead of this. Again, it it feels very much to me like their malt choices especially are very informed by British beer, which, like, don't get me wrong, that's solid, but, like, you know, like, don't advertise it as a New England-style IPA if it isn't going to adhere to, like, what really have become the kind of standards of the style. This might pass, like, judges, but, like, it's not going to pass as a New England style to most people who are, like, beer nerds in New England. Um, like if you, even if you just advertise it as like a, you know, like a mashup between an English style IPA and a New England style IPA or whatever, or fucking just call it a twist on the New England, on a New England style or something, because you're right. This is closer to a New England style than West Coast style by far. And even I would say closer to the, than a New England, to a New England than a, an English, just because it this lacks the bitterness where Teddy the the Teddy Hopper much like Teddy Topper has much too much bitterness for me for the style but again it's based on like one of the first examples of the style so as for what the styles become this works a little better for me just because it does it lacks that um that bitterness but like Maybe, it's not, maybe even just like call I'm not getting the citrus punch out of it, which no, is what another thing that you really expect. Like you're not you're not getting the bitterness, but you're not getting a big like terpene and flavonoid hit like I would expect either. And like I said, the malts are distinctly darker than I would expect for a New England style. And you know, like again, they 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 impart more maltiness, which is where I think like the the English part of it is coming in for me. Maybe call it like a British inspired New England IPA. Sure. That would have prepared me for this. This isn't prepared. The, the just calling it a New England is not preparing me for what this is. This is like, do you remember how like forever ago I complained about like getting a New England style IPA in a bar in Salt Lake City from like a Utah brewery. Yes. This is basically what it was. Yeah, that's not right. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we're at like 53 minutes, so I should probably do like the three things that I was going to talk about real fast. And then we should yes. probably hold off on Treehouse until next time. Eh. I don't know. We could always go a little bit long because we suck and didn't put out an episode two weeks ago. Yeah, but part of the reason we didn't put an episode out an episode two weeks ago is because we didn't have much to talk about. So well, holding on my, to Treehouse stuff until next time. My emotional time. circumstances have changed, so I predict potentially more beer consumption in my future. Recent, near future. Whatever. Doesn't matter. We'll see where you get. Talk about your shit. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, my shit's going to be fucking fast because like I enjoy just, you know, fucking. Oh, that's some weird shit. I'm going to try that weird shit. So weird shit I tried was the Narragansett Rhode Island. Well, Narragansett Dells Rhode Island hard iced tea. Honestly, it was better than you would expect it to be. It's, yeah, I didn't hate it. It's not anything amazing honestly i would rather they do like 
or maybe just next time I get like the shandy and the hard iced tea and I do like Arnold Palmer's of the two of those. I could see that. I mean, but that's the thing. Both of those things are are what they are and are as enjoyable as they are because Dell's lemonade is the best fucking lemonade in existence. Shout out to Rhode Island. It's the only good thing about you. <laughs> Fuck you, clam cakes. Uh, I mean, if you're really going to do... Oh, yeah, clam. Yeah. Because clam cakes are what they call... They're not really... They're not like crab cakes they're like clam fritters oh okay that actually sounds pretty good haven't i dragged you to the fucking biggie oh shit man you want to go to the biggie wait a second i think it's already over for this year so is it i don't know fuck but yeah going out i'd be down to do that i've never done king richard's fair like there are things that it seems like i dig that i've never done but I'm going to keep on moving forward. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to look up the biggie while you're doing that. Yeah. Um, the other two, that's some weird shit that I had, were uh, two different ciders from Down East Cideria. Uh, Down East in, I don't know, Boston? Somewhere? East Yes, it's East Boston. It's in Jeffrey's Point. Um. One of them was absolutely disgusting, and the other one was pretty damn tasty. Uh, the disgusting one was their pumpkin blend. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like fucking hate on. Oh no, the shit was like orange. Um, Ew. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate on people who like pumpkin spice. It's not something that it terribly does it for me, but yeah, it just it was missing something. I'm not sure what that something was, but it was missing it. Or it had too much of something. Uh, the other one I had was their donut cider. So apple cider, donut, donut cider. <laughs> or whatever. That one was fucking delicious. Definitely, Hell yeah, it was. Definitely a little on the sweet side, but like if I'm drinking something that is, you know, a cider donut cider... <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's going to be like sugary, but it was fan fucking tastic. Highly recommend. Yes. Um, I, I don't know, like three point two or four point two five out of five. <laughs> yeah, Down East has some stuff that I really dig. I mean, some other stuff is I mean, not so much of a miss, but just not like wildly interesting. But yeah, I don't think that any of their stuff terribly misses. It's just some of it I don't care for as much. Like, yes. Like the pumpkin blend, like their sangria. Well, that sangria was just way too sweet. Yeah. But, you know, they still make good cider. Um, And yeah, that that's my wrap up of weird shit. <laughs> that was like three minutes. Yeah, like four minutes. I mean, nah. none of them were really. Oh, yeah, I want to dig in and talk about this beer. But like, yes, the big E is still going. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, man, I'm honestly going to say let's just hold off on Treehouse until like your Treehouse visit until next time. I guess. I mean, yeah. what the? F- I mean, we I, can I, we I'm can still... talk we can talk some pop culture. We can just call it a show. <laughs> I was gonna say because like there are three different sessions of drinking things that i am not talking about we got to one of four which is impressive that's because i couldn't stop talking about my fucking i'm so proud of my belarus belarus bear force bear i don't know i was trying to think of what to fucking name him and my first instinct is to just say fuck it and go with misha For his full name would be I I need to come up with something good for his full name though because it's obviously Mikhail something but like it has to be Mikhail something fucking badass bear related freedom fighter related Russian sounding something something like I it's gonna take some work but I think his first name his I think his nickname is Misha so we'll just go with that for now. You know I never even thought to like name mine but you talking about naming yours. 
Misha hilarious, even if nobody in our listening audience gets it. Don't go into the story because your father's one of our 13. Um, and I've always liked it anyway. And I actually used to work with a dude named Misha too. So, and I think I'm going to name mine. I think it sounds way better than Mike. Fuck that. Fuck Mike. Come on. Misha. Misha's what that shit is at. And I don't like my name. Misha. I fucking punch you in face. Keep going. Sorry. Are, Are you sure? Oh, no, you're drinking right now. Okay, so I can actually talk. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I think that mine's going to end up being named Other Berry. Not not because I... I just chortled into my beer class. Not because I have a, um, you know... B-E-A-R-Y? Other Berry? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like it, oh, it, man. It makes sense, right? Yep, it makes perfect sense. Yep. Fucking love it. <laughs> Are we still doing phrasing? <laughs> Are we still doing sabbatical? <laughs> Pam page! I really want one of those fucking t-shirts. Uh, in case too. you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Archer! Uh, the cartoon, it's currently in season 12? Yeah, season something over 10. Yeah. I don't fucking remember anymore. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to keep it going for more than like another season or two. But like this season, like they've definitely dropped like they gave us another like very distinct possibility for like Archer's dad, which has been a, you know, a mystery since what season one or two. Oh, I thought that pretty much got answered. No, it didn't. It never did. Oh, it never got it. Never got answered, and like they just gave us probably the most plausible candidate this season. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Huh. All right, cool. I should rewatch that episode. Um, I don't know, man. I want to (laughs) smoke. I do too, but I always want to smoke, so I don't really. Yeah, I do too. But it's also been over an hour since I last smoked. So I want to smoke. So I think that, uh, I don't know. Do we have anything that we've watched recently that we really want to talk about right now? Oh, man. Like brand new cherry flavor was rad. Brand new cherry flavor was fucking great. If you're at all a horror fan and you're not like totally weirded out by body horror, please watch it. It's awesome. Um, if you're a fan of that, you should check out... Um, channel zero as well uh brand new cherry flavor is streaming on netflix channel zero is streaming on shutter oh, shutter uh if you're gonna watch channel zero because it's the same showrunner for the both shows i recommend my favorite season of that is season two uh because it's uh, which i still haven't seen I, I the only one i think i saw was is it butcher's block that yeah. has the yep because like it's american horror story but less sexy and way better honestly i've yeah. watched like i've watched a few uh, like a handful of episodes of like probably two or three different seasons of american horror story and i just like never got into it i like i it. don't know what my fucking problem is but, but like I just, i'm just like, a fucking never horror me. freak so that's why i like it i think i'm a little bit more discriminating yeah but, like you know it just yeah whatever but anyway um oh man what the fuck oh we finally fucking watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Neither one of us had ever seen it. Oh, I had. I dug the shit out of it. Oh, you had? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I dug I the shit out of it. No, I dug the like, shit out of it, too. Um, Rami Malek is fucking amazing. I love... I, I like... Oh, God, man. He's so... He's so good in that role. I mean, he's so... He's amazing as Elliot, too. Like, he's really fucking talented. Yeah. Like, because of... And it's, he, a flick, he to, it's a flick with issues... But none of the issues are the cast. Yes. No, none of the issues are with his, the, like his casting or his performance. So, highly recommend. Love him. If you haven't seen Mr. Robot, I care way more about you seeing that. Fucking watch Mr. Robot. It is... Yeah, it's a good show. It's one of the best shows that's ever been, ever been made. I would probably put it ahead of Breaking Bad. F- watch it and fucking fight me over it. Yeah, I gotta watch Breaking Bad again. 
I do too, but I'm still I still think I'd put like I don't know, man. Maybe it's cuz I identify a little bit more with like Elliot and his struggles mm-hmm. um or because and like or I I like I Sam, I mean Sam I, I'm not saying that either director is bad. Both directors are fucking great. Sam Esmail's style just like intrigues me more. Yeah, honestly, I would say that Sam Esmail is probably a better director than Vince Gilligan. I mean, Vince Gilligan is by like not a bad director. Probably one of the best directors that we've had for TV in a long time. Sam Esmail is fucking better. Again, come on and fight me. So, yeah, if you want to fight Emily, email us at um, newenglandbeerreviews at gmail.com. Uh, and, yeah, come fight me on, it, on on the show. I'm happy to. Like, well, I mean, fight me is in, like, let's have a, like, spirited discussion while we drink beer that I've probably mailed you. Um, but, yeah, seriously, like, totally. Or if you agree with me and you just want to... Drink beer and talk about how you agree with me that it's totally awesome. That's fine, too. But yeah. um, All right. I'm going to wrap this shit up. Uh, We've been New England Beer Reviews. This has been the damn episode. (laughs) Uh, Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us money on Patreon. And we're going to like do stuff if you give us money um yeah i mean we could probably so now that we definitely have one bottle of each for the allagash episode we should just fucking drink them write down some notes and then like record an episode and someday we'll release it when a second person gives us money uh plus we still have those warhead spears to drink i know but like that yeah yeah i don't know but yeah, um, do you have any final words for our 13 dear listeners? Suck it, Lukashenko. Good words. I've been TJ Davis alongside Emily Schick. Um, bye. Bye.